Hallo Michael, baie welkom, lekker om weer met jou te praat. Thank you, thanks once again for having me on air, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I haven't I seen you in a long time. I didn't answer my other telephone, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's no problem, thank you very much Michael for talking to us today, because I've got so many questions for you, um, you can't believe it. So let's let's fire away, I think the main thing people want to know is what must I do? The employer wants to know that and the employee wants to know it, and uh, let's see if we can maybe give them some answers. Can I fire away? Yes, of course. <laughs> let's, let's go for it. Okay, so say, say um, um, a lot of employers ask me of small, business com- small businesses, they ask, if my employees cannot work because of the lockdown, I've got zero income, what must I do? I cannot pay them out of my own pocket. I don't have the money. How do I go about well, of course, this is on everyone's yes. idea at the moment, and we need to have a look very carefully at what the government is offering. And they are offering certain things. We know that there is a national lockdown from the 26th of March until the 16th of April inclusive. And the only way you're going to be able to handle this is if you apply to the Unemployment Insurance Fund. Mm-hmm. Now, that application to the Unemployment Insurance Fund has to be done as soon as possible. Um, I would suggest that most businesses can pay at least until the end of this month, end of March, and then put in an application to the UIF. And part of that application, you'll have to put in a letter from the employer, a letter from the employee. You'll explain that people obviously are not working. They're not part of an essential service. So you have to close down the business and that they would then apply with their ID, with a letter from the employer, with a letter from the employee, as I said, with bank details. You need a printout from the bank. And then you make the application. I'm asking employers to actually make that application on behalf of the employees, Mm -hmm. and they will receive then a sum of 3,500 rand, which is the minimum wage, unfortunately, Mm. from the... Unemployment Insurance Fund. It's part of the Department of Employment and Labor. It's a special. It's a special fund. It's called the National Disaster Benefit Fund, mm-hmm. uh, which, funny enough, came in last year. Um, but obviously, we now need it. It can only be for employees that are registered with UIF. In other words, as long as yeah. the employer has registered you for UIF, um, then you can actually access it. Mm. So you need that letter confirming the company shutdown or the employee's temporary layoff, and that's obviously due to the coronavirus, mm. and again, a copy of the employee's ID. So you need all that. It is a flat rate. Unfortunately, it's mm. small. It's 3,500 rand per month, and it goes on for, what, for a longer the period that the employer has it. So it's under the National Disaster Benefit Fund. Okay. Um, obviously, if people are told they can come back earlier, mm. well, then they would then lose that, that funding. A lot of companies are making up the difference. In other words, if you're earning 5,000 rand a month, yeah. um, they are saying, all right, we'll pay in the difference of 1,500. But companies are not obliged to do that. Mm. Um, companies can also apply for other benefits to keep the company alive, but that they would have to do through the Department of Employment and Labor. Okay. I just um, want to... I know it's not... 
Mm-hmm. Uh, not a big thing. Yeah. I just want to make sure that I, that I do understand it and everyone do understand it correctly. You as an employer must apply, um, uh, must apply to the UIF. Uh, you must give them a letter, a company letter explaining a letter. It's not you as the employer. Can I stop you there? Okay, please. It's the employee that applies. But you the want... The employee applies as a form, but you help that employee do I it. I see. Because many employees can't do it. Um, I know in my office, and I know a lot of my clients and Bagram's attorneys mm. have said that they will apply on behalf of the employees. Mm. The employee completes the form, you help them complete yes. it, you help them complete the letter. Yes. They will get paid that money into their bank account, okay. not the employer's bank account. I understand. Okay, wonderful. Okay, so we assist them to to apply for this. Does this um, Is it for everyone, or do you need to be uh, in a certain salary bracket? That's for everyone. For everyone. It's for every single person, as long as you're registered with the Unemployment yes. Insurance Fund. Yes, yes. Okay, thank you for that one. I think that solves a lot of questions. Now there's people that want to know, um, they work for a company that is allowed to stay open, but they don't want to work. They, they, they would rather be off. Uh, maybe they're afraid of getting sick or getting the virus. Can they refuse to work? And what happens if you refuse to work? Oh, that, that's a problem area because they need to show that there's a reason yeah. uh, that they've been in contact with someone who they think has got a virus or they get a medical certificate from a doctor. Um, then they can say that I need to take off my 14 days. Uh, but unfortunately, it's going to mean that they'll get no payment. Mm. Um, and I understand some people will say I'm prepared to have no payment. It also could actually anger the employer who might want to take action against you, what what you could do is you could apply for your leave if you've got any outstanding mm. leave. In fact, many companies are saying, take your leave now. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to need, when the virus is gone, he's got it will be gone soon. Uh, they're saying, well, then I'll need your help. I'll need you to come in. Mm. Um, so if you're in a, an essential service and if the company is going ahead and they need your help, and there is no real reason other than your fear, um, I would apply for leave, mm. or I would ask for unpaid time off on the basis of that fear. Mm-hmm. I just want to ask again uh, regarding the previous point, Michael, how long, if the, if the employee apply now for the, for the UIF, how long before they will get that money? How, how long does it uh, take? That's- it's a million-dollar question. I don't know. Huh? Uh, we are hoping. I have sent a letter to the commissioner um, of the UIF, Commissioner Marupeng, uh, mm. who is in Pretoria at the moment, who is working around the clock, I know. Mm. Uh, commissioner Marupeng has been asked that question. I've sent him the mail. He has received it. Um, he's waiting to come back. He's looking at his team, and they're trying to assess it. What I think what would happen is that every employer should pay for March. They should yes. pay for this month. Yes. Then if you put in the claim now, mm. for the next two or three days, mm. then at least you should be able to get that, receive that payment by the end of April. Yes. Yes, that will help. Well, I'm hoping so, and obviously the department's hoping that's the case. I, I know a colleague of mine, a labor lawyer in Israel, told me that last week there. um Department of Labor website crashed mm-hmm. because there were 5,000 people mm-hmm. an hour claiming. Sure. And the whole thing let's just hope. collapsed. Yeah. And let's, let's, let's have a little yeah. prayer that we don't 
Get to that, yeah. There's one listener asking here, um, you do understand Afrikaans, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> So I'm going to read it in Afrikaans. She says, I get the UIF document from the Department of Arbeid by me, but I struggle to understand the national disaster management claim process and the UIF process. What do you need to So you said the national it's, disaster if, one. Yeah, if it's if it's the because you've been put now on standby because of what the president has said that no one's to come to work, then yeah. it's a national disaster. Yeah. If, in fact, you've been retrenched, because some companies are saying, look, we're not going to survive. Mm. Um, we just forget it. We've, all our orders have uh, sure. uh, come to an end. We can't afford to pay even our uh, rental. Uh, we're not going to survive. We've got to retrench. There's a lot of companies are doing that. Unfortunately, I've been involved in that. Mm. The companies are saying there's wisdom in retrenchment. You get a little bit of money for your severance payment, which we'll pay you. We'll pay you all your outstanding leave. You can have access to your pension or provident yeah. fund. Plus, then you can go and claim UIF, which is different to the, uh, the, the disaster fund. Yes, yes. And that pays you a bit more because that pays you 45% of your salary mm. Mm. for anything up to 12 months. Um, and employers are saying, listen, if we come right, and if we start trading again and we go back into solvency, well, then you can come back mm. here. Mm. Um, so that might be a wiser way for some businesses to go instead of collapsing the whole business. Mm. So the employee can now claim 3500 from the uh, from the From UIF. the disaster fund. Yeah, from the yes. disaster fund. So now, now let's take April. For 16 days, they're not working. Can, so is that days, will that be like unpaid leave? Well, no, it's, it's, they could take leave, their normal leave, during that time. If they, plus if they do get have, the disaster have money. Leave. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. they'll get disaster money. So it's not unpaid. It's they not get much. the disaster money, yeah. Payment. So they get, they yeah, get the disaster money for that for that period. And after for that, that period of time, I, for 21 days. Yeah. yeah. So, um, okay, so, so no one can force an employee to take leave. You need to apply for that. If you if your employer, well, you, employee, you, you can. They, some employers do force employees to take leave. Uh, some employers are saying that you know either you take your leave now, mm. um, because if you don't take your leave now, we can't really afford leave at later part. We might have to even consider a possible retrenchment. Mm. Um, and I think some employers are actually demanding. And I don't think it's entirely wrong. They're demanding people take their leave because it's fully paid. Yeah. It's fully yeah. paid leave. And so so they're allowed to do that. that people mm. actually consider that, yeah. Mm. They are allowed to do that, Yeah. Yes. So then they can have their leave money and the, and the UIF money. It well, will work out like that. Yes and yeah. no. Yes, mm-hmm. I would apply. I mean, it you it still apply. So great, but yes, I would apply anyway. Yeah, yeah, of course. So here's a question. What can you do if your company refuses to close during shutdown? The company is a non-essential company. Obviously, this oh, that, person is that, afraid that's to... That's criminal. Yeah. That's criminal. In other words, you can report them to either police. Um, the army is going to come in. Um, I know the army units have already arrived in Johannesburg. Mm. Um, the police will take very nasty action against anyone who forces people to come in and it's not an essential service. But quite simply, the easiest way to do it is to get hold of the Department of Labor. If you unionize, tell your union. Mm. They'll jump up and down. They won't allow that to happen.
Okay, so there's someone asking, can you please ask if employees has to go to the Department of Labor offices to submit claims, but they can do it electronically, am I right? Absolutely correct. In fact, I think they can afford to do it electronically. I'll tell you where the problem lies. Many yeah. employees are telephoning me at Abraham's attorneys. They're saying, well, I'm not online. I don't have a computer. Um, I earn too little money to be able to afford a computer mm. and uh, internet access and all that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, that's why I'm asking people to do it through their businesses now. Mm. Uh, they're all at work until Thursday. Mm. We've got two days left. Go to your boss now and say, well, please apply on my behalf. Get it done. Uh, I'm telling everyone to go and do it now. Spend your last two days making sure all that paperwork's in order. Yeah. Because to go and queue up there at the department, it's probably going to be pandemonium. Yes. And it goes exactly against what our president is asking. He mm. doesn't want people to be in big crowded areas, and they're going to be crowded. Mm-hmm. So here's someone asking, we are in the manufacturing of processed meats, but uh, does the office staff still need to be at work? Yes, because you need to be able to ensure that the business runs smoothly. That's an essential service. Mm -hmm. So yes, um, as soon as the employer says, look, we don't need the bookkeeping department here because we'll invoice later, that's one thing. But you need to ensure that the whole operation runs smoothly. Yeah. Uh, one thing that is very clear in the country is that the president has promised the country that food will flow like it's always done. We don't need to go and stockpile and, and buy a massive amount of toilet paper and tin beans. Mm. It'll flow. We, we're opening all the businesses that manufacture and supply food and sell food. Mm. Um, and he wants it to run smoothly. And, of course, around the world, the smooth flowing of that means that you're going to need administration as well. Yeah. So, um, Michael, where can one find a list of essential businesses, you know? And how do you know? Is, this, is there a list somewhere people can check, you know, if they fall into that category? No, there isn't. What we're relying on at the moment, we're still waiting for the uh, president to come out with the regulations. Uh, probably the Department of Employment and Labor are in the process right now of putting together a list. Mm. What we have to rely on is the statement made by the President last night, the 23rd of March, um, telling us what categories of businesses should remain open. Mm. Um, and then he went through some of those businesses with us uh, to tell us what, what can happen. He said, for instance, I'll quote, all shops and businesses will be closed mm. except for pharmacies, laboratories, banks, essential financial and payment services, the JSE, supermarkets, petrol stations, healthcare providers, companies that are essential to the production and transportation of food, basic goods, and medical supplies will remain open. Mm. Um, obviously, and also they have to... Certain things are continuous operations, such as furnaces, underground mines, etc. So he went into it, can maintenance, etc., uh, etc. Et Obviously, things, um, people who are in security uh, will have to remain open, the Defence Force, the police, um, community health, all those sort of things, hospitals. Mm. Uh, we need to ensure water supplies, 
uh, storage tanks, all that sort of thing has also mm. got to be got to be looked after. I mean, there are things people are phoning me and saying, well, what happens if we're running a pet shop and we have to have someone in there to feed the pets? Yeah. Uh, for instance, obviously, those sort of operations, you've got to use your head at this point and that we, we don't have regulations yet, but obviously that has to be... Someone has to go in and feed the pets mm, mm, in a pet mm, shop. Mm. Um, we can't just say, well, we're closing this business so they can all die. Yeah. Um, a, a man phoned me and said, I'm running a, a nursery uh, for, for plants and flowers. And, yes. and we need to water them. Yes. Um, so obviously, you know, sure. he's going to have to get some sort of regulation passed or get a letter from the department to say, I've got to go in, just be me. So um, I've got to make sure that that, that operation keeps going. So Otherwise, where do you apply? In the whole business. Where do you apply for a letter like that? Well, I would get hold of my Department of Labour, my local Department yeah. of Labour outlet, and say, this is my issue. I need to speak to a manager, mm. and I need to um, keep this business going. One thing that was said in the presidential statement was that we need to ensure that the economy stays alive. Yeah, that's important. And that when this is all over, that we can open up again and, and start mm. up and make sure that we get back. Mm. So he hasn't actually defined essential services. Mm. So sure. What he is saying is let's let's see it carefully through and make sure that we're in a situation where we can start up again. Yes. Uh, we don't want people to starve because then people, more people will die of starvation than the mm. virus. We don't want businesses to collapse because then the economy collapses. Uh, so we've got to be very careful. So people are phoning me with, with strange questions, <laughs> um, and I'm trying to answer it on the hop. In other words, saying, look, I, my understanding is you're running a pet shop. You can't just let pets die. Mm, you mm. can't bring them into your house. So where do you go from here? What do you do? And obviously someone's got to go in and feed and make sure that people are healthy, that the pets are healthy and happy. You know, there might be someone that yeah. has to stay there during the day. So, Michael, will the, UIF, the, yeah, will the UIF department stay open? As yes, essential? They, very much so. They, okay. They're working around the clock. Yeah. Both the UIF, Workman's Compensation, in fact, most of government departments mm-hmm. are open, and most government departments are trying their utmost to ensure that the country is kept on an even keel. Yeah. Uh, for instance, health, they have to be open all the time. Transport has to be open all the time. We have to keep the lifeblood of the company, the country flowing. Mm. Uh, mm. We can't just shut down a country and pretend nothing's nothing's living here. We're mm. living here, and we need to make sure it's done properly. So um, I've got a listener asking uh, about the motor industry that services vehicles do. Is that the essential service? I would say probably not. It probably isn't. Um, Although one has to understand that we've got to keep ambulances going, we've yes. got to keep police vans going, we've got to, you know, the, the motor industry might be servicing the essential industry. Yeah, I hear you. So I would, I would suspect, and again, I don't, I'm now guessing because I don't have the regulations, but I would strongly suspect that um, as long as it's this essential, um, maintenance for a vehicle, people need to move around. I mean, the individual, for instance, um, if uh, I have someone in my household, which I do have that's very sickly, mm. I need to ensure that my vehicle works yes. so I can get that person to hospital. Now, if my vehicle doesn't start and I need a new battery, 
I need someone to be able to come and fix it for oh, me that, because this if is I such a great if area. I get, yeah, if yeah. I don't get someone to hospital quickly, um, mm. then I've got real trouble. So I've got a friend's mother staying with us who's very ill, and I have to be able to ensure that I can get her to a hospital quickly mm. uh, within minutes. And that was the whole idea of her staying at my house because I'm very close to the hospital. Yeah, sure. There's one last important question, a really important question that many people now ask. What about people like um, like domestic workers, people that work from home? This one lady says she, she makes clothes. So now all of a sudden everything came to a standstill. So she doesn't have, have income. Now what? They, they're not registered with UIF. What, what That's now? That's a problem. There are many of the those. The problem, my only, I mean, you have to be registered for UIF, and if you aren't, it's illegal. And this is a perfect example of where it's come back to bite you. Yes, it is. Uh, eh? You can actually get it registered retrospectively. So I would suggest that, I mean, the domestic worker doesn't earn a fortune, mm. and it's only 1% of the salary that goes to UIF. You can register people retrospectively. You can say, she has been with me for three years. Mm. Um, I'm going to transfer three years' worth of that 1%. Mm. That's 1% from her, so it's 2% altogether. Uh, transfer it, and please give me a registration number. They are working at the Department of Labor now to make sure that, because a lot of people are coming forward now and registering their people, because uh, now they sure. suddenly realize I need, How important I need to be it registered was, yeah. for what I can claim, yeah. Um, and, of course, a lot of people are doing it. So, mm. you know, what's happened is there's some value in this lockdown in that a lot of people are looking very carefully at their staff, how they've been treated, mm. whether they were registered. Uh, a lot of these questions are coming up because, you know, you kept thinking to yourself, well, I've had my domestic worker working with me for 25 years, never registered her, I'm sure. not going to need to. Yeah. Um, so let's just leave it. But now all of a sudden people are asking those questions. Yeah. So, Michael, the time is always a factor on the radio, but I want to ask you, um, uh, what is your message for for the people, for the employer and the employee? Because this, especially the small businesses, this is really a difficult, difficult time for everyone. It is. My, my message is I think the president did the right thing. Yes. I think our health, is more important at this stage than the little bit of the economy that we're going to lose. Um, the department has come forward with at least a rescue package. Um, it's not much, but at least it's a rescue package. Mm. There are people in workman's compensation, if you feel that your business is going to collapse altogether, that you could speak to. Don't just keep quiet and just say, well, I'm just going to go bankrupt and leave the whole thing. There are people that you could get to there are certain funds that are coming through. I mm. don't know if you heard about the Oppenheimer and the Rupert families. Yes, they were so generous. The Oppenheimer and the Rupert families gave a billion rand each, each yeah. to try and rescue the business community. Mm. So there is that money that will come on stream as well. Mm. And at least then you can come forward and say, um, this is who I am, this is what's happened to me, here's, here's my paperwork, please come and investigate me and keep me alive. Mm. So I think our country is, we're trying to hold hands yeah. um, together with everyone and to see if we can save it and that we don't collapse the economy. Mm. Um, because there's only 21 days and we're hoping the virus is gone by Christmas. Yes. Um, I, I suspect it will have gone. 
It's got a life that it lives through. Mm. We need to make through this period. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, thank you so much for your time. I just want to say, Michael Bagram is a, really a well-known uh, labor law specialist in Cape Town. I, Michael, I see you've won a lot of awards, eh? So uh, congratulations on yeah. all of those. <laughs> I never saw thank your you, CV like you. today. So, uh, so thank you very much for all this, uh, for all this advice. You know, um, it was really thank so you. valuable um, uh, for our listeners as well. Um, there was a lot of questions coming through. I've, obviously, we can't deal with everyone, but um, I think we've covered the most of it. So if everyone, there's a lot of questions now coming again of, uh, of uh, uh, answers that, that has been given already. But, um, yeah, they need to phone their friends who was tuned in uh, because yeah. we cannot repeat. But uh, thank you th- so much. And um, I hope you, you will have a nice holiday, three weeks at home. Because obviously thank you. No, I don't think it will be a holiday because I'm going to be on the email. Oh, really? You, be you'll be working. People. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Look, I'm going to go home and I've set up a computer at home. Mm. And it will be almost a holiday because I'll go to my computer in my pajamas. <laughs> 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 Wonderful. Thank you so much, Michael. Keep well, Thank eh? You. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye.